0: Good morning and welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Doug Weingart. We're your host this morning broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Beautiful Ash Wednesday. And I, Valentine's I, Day. And Valentine's but, Day. I love yeah, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is mine, yeah. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Emily Leadham. Good morning. Good morning, friends. It's been so long since you and I have hung out together. I
1: know. I know. I was trying to think of the last time that I've been on Real Presence, and it's it's been too a little long. too long. A it's little been too a little long. too long, so it's good joy I to know. be back.
0: You're like on the verge of retirement and everything. <laughs> I know. I'm getting so old. <laughs> I've just
1: been at this for
0: <laughs> years and years. Yeah, <laughs> we still got a ways to go. Yeah, we do. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Emily Leadham. I uh, I serve as the executive director for a ministry of the Diocese of Sioux Falls called the Lurid Center. Uh, we're primarily an outpatient mental health center focusing on healing and human flourishing. We do a lot of programming in addition to our one-on-one counseling services around healing, around grief, around uh, yeah, just what does it mean to be a flourishing human being in the world, in our vocation, in wherever, you know, we find ourselves. Yeah. So it has been an absolute joy. I've been there for about three years. I'm also married myself to a, a handsome hunk of humanity named Matt. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, three little girls as well. So, oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, we're a busy household. Blessed is my husband among women. we got a lot of girls in our house. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and
0: I just love it because Emily and I go way back to when, I think you had just graduated college.
1: Probably. The first
0: time I had you on. Yeah,
1: probably. And then,
0: do you remember that one banquet when I made your husband stand up in front of everybody? No. I, How did so he do? I bet he crushed Emily, it. Emily always talks about her handsome hunk of humanity. Oh, I do
1: remember this. And you were like, I would like the handsome hunk of humanity in the room to please, please stand, stand. up. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the grocery store checking out, I kid you not Heather, this was like maybe a year ago and um, Matt and I were at the grocery store together I, this this young young man was checking us out in the grocery line and he was like, oh is this your handsome hunk of humanity?
0: <laughs> I love it! And I, I was it. like,
1: who are you? Who are you? The, yes, this is my
0: handsome hunk, this is Matt! I love it, I, I know. absolutely love it. <laughs> so how has your role at the Lord's Center how has that been for oh you? it three it's years, been so talk so about the fruits good.
1: It's been so good, yeah we've experienced an abundance of growth Um, and you know with anything right like there's there's just the growing pains of being stretched and purified in the ways that the lord is really uh on the move we always say we kind of um you know we kind of rebuilt a ship and and set sail due north uh and sometimes i feel like the ship ship left the harbor and i'm like wait (laughs) swimming behind it like let me on the boat because it just has really exploded we've seen um just a huge increase in the number of really like lay people that are seeking services mm. that are seeking support you know it's so common now um, I think we're kind of overcoming some of those stigmas around going to counseling and sure. you know the stigma around mental health or whatever like we have a lot of just fantastic people who are saying hey I want support to navigate the difficulties of marriage or right? i want support to navigate Uh, the difficulties of motherhood or, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever we find ourselves. So it's been an absolute joy. We've really been able to expand our programming and adding more counselors to the team. So, yeah. It's exciting. It has been so fun. It has been so fun. I just sit in awe all the time of like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I get to see the Lord heal
0: hearts before my very eyes all
1: the time. Yeah. And and what an honor that is. Yeah, because
0: people come into the Lord's Center and they come in broken and they come in needing healing or comfort or whatever it might be and to see them grow and change must be so rewarding. It is
1: and there's just always this reminder you know like we get to participate in God's redemptive work each and every one of us regardless of where we find ourselves what we do Mm -hmm. we get to participate in God's redemptive work and so so much of our role uh, at the Lord's Center is to really create an atmosphere or an environment in which Jesus can do what he's going to do and that has been extraordinary. We, one more thing about this. We launched last year this four-week he- healing series, which we offer twice a year, called mm. God Who Knocks. And it's just all about this idea that, that God doesn't burst in. You know, sometimes we use that language, like, yeah. oh, and he hits me on the head with a two-by-four and whatever. And it's funny, and we use it. Yeah. But really, the Lord is so tender. Yeah. He is so tender. And behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And, and dare I meet him on the front porch? Dare I invite him into my home? Dare I invite him into my heart? Um, and it's just been phenomenally beautiful for m- both me personally and for those that we kind of accompany through this series, um, which which starts again in March, just to, to see the ways that each and every one of us, even if we're like the healthiest person on the planet, right? Like even if we are John Paul II, second <laughs> live in saint uh we have ways in which we've all experienced on love or we've experienced the fallen world and the lord wants to come in he wants to show up and wants to redeem us in those places mm-hmm. uh each and every one of us so we're just normalizing this reality of healing work uh and how jesus desires to heal it's all over the gospels and i think we've gotten a little uncomfortable with it because yeah. it's like oh it's like a little weird you know <laughs> yeah. what is that and no jesus wants to heal hearts over and over and over again so we just get to do that
0: it's been so fun, beautiful. <laughs> I think she's the right person for the job. Yes, I think <laughs> so. <laughs> it depends on the day. So. Well, yeah, well, it yeah,
1: depends well, on right. the day. I'm also becoming very aware of my weaknesses, my friends. God has part a way of, of doing that too, he, doesn't he? Yes, me? he does, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's all part of the poverty and the gift. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, today is uh, Saint Valentine's Day. Yes. How are you celebrating that in your household with the being Ash Wednesday? Yeah,
1: we. Um, that's a really, really good question. My sweet, sweet husband brought up. Um, Brought up a beautiful bouquet of flowers for, for me this morning, and it was so sweet. He came in and, you know, gave me a kiss and said, Happy Valentine's Day, and all my girls are watching, and they're like, Oh, they kissed! That's you know? <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I think we're actually going to... We went out to dinner um, just as a couple last week, and my husband, the girls are off school tomorrow, so he's going to celebrate with them tomorrow, maybe take them out for something kind of special. Cute. Which Cute. will be super fun for them. So
0: so in the craziness of life, you, you have a very... Big girl job is what my mom and sister would say. Big yeah. girl job,
1: yeah.
0: And you, you're married, and you've got three beautiful daughters. How do you, how do you keep it all? How do you keep all those balls rolling? How do you keep it all up in the air? How do you do that and still be this joyful?
1: It's a really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's
0: like, it's not. Yeah, not. you should have seen
1: me last night. It was not so <laughs> joyful, my friends. Um, you know, I, I honestly, sometimes I think we have this. We long for perfection, right? Like we have this yeah. idea in our mind of that it should or ought to be kind of sunshines and rainbows and that, you know, the the fa- that family life is going to be, um, yeah, that family life is going to be this like harmonious reality. Um, and it's not, it's actually the school of love. You know, John Paul II calls it the, the family is the school of yes. love. And school is hard work. It's yeah. study. It's, it's. You know it's learning it's actually making mistakes and cor- and being corrected and being challenged and being stretched to new to n- yeah in new ways to new heights if you will um and so um you know i think i think one of the gifts of um of my work is that it really each and every day, I focus on the importance of vocation, and so I need to be living that
0: mm-hmm. myself
1: because I know that we flourish first and foremost in, in and through vocation. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's messy, and I think it's beautiful, and, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that there's this, like, oh, here's how you do it in order to um, yeah. have it work,
0: right? Because we all want the yeah. ABCs. Yeah. yeah,
1: but is but am I actually able to find joy in the mess? Right. Am I actually able to find joy in my poverty, in the mm. ways that I fail, am I actually able to receive the Lord in the ways that I don't measure up to what I desire family life to be? And I think that's the hard work: is am I am I actually okay in the mess? Yeah, uh, and not despairing, but seeing my poverty as the very place in which the Lord wants to love me. Seeing my poverty as, is actually kind of funny sometimes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, I forgot all of the things that I was supposed to send to school. I mean, like, we forgot Ma- Maggie has show and tell every single Wednesday. I think we forgot her show and tell for the
0: last six weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> find know, Find something in the van, let's pull it out. Right, <laughs> you know? right, and
1: I can either despair <clears throat> about that, I can either find myself in a place of, I'm a terrible mother, oh my gosh, what are we, you know, what are we doing? We're so unorganized. Our house is a disaster, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those spiraling thoughts.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Or I can say, oops. Yeah. We totally forgot preschool show and tell for the last six weeks. Maggie's unconcerned about it. She's like, she didn't even notice that we haven't (laughs) been sending it. And I can find it as the place where now I can, you know, sit down on a radio station and say, yeah, we totally forgot show and tell for the last six weeks. What are you going to do?
0: Well, yeah, and I think know. I think is, no changing it now. Yeah, no changing it now. Freedom. Yeah. Well, I think in in this society with all the things that we're dealing with, I think to hear that more often is so healthy. Yeah, to hear yeah. that Emily Leedham, who's got a huns- handsome hunk of humanity at her side and three beautiful little girls, forgets things and is oh, guess what? Human. Yep. Imagine that. You Imagine know. Imagine that. And I just love it. I love yeah. that you're you always come for it. So she's going to yell at me for this next comment uh, uh. this ought to be good oh, this will be good so Tread the thing lightly. i love about emily Leedham is that she is genuine mm. she's pure and genuine and what you see is what you get with her and i remember there was one day i was working at the mustard seed and she came in you were pregnant and you had taco johns all over the front of your shirt <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was so good too <laughs> that's what she said i'm like you've got a little something and you're like i know isn't that great and instead of being embarrassed or like oh no oh, oh man now no. i want potato lace <laughs> you, you, you were like it was so worth it and so just, worth it and i love that attitude i just <laughs> I don't love it remember that i remember it and i love it i absolutely adore it because it reminds me like huh yeah yeah it was absolutely worth it you know yeah instead of worrying about all of these nonsense things that don't matter
1: right right well and i feel like that's something that i'm like constantly praying for too like lord give me freedom because i think the free person the healed person can roll with those things and and don't get me wrong because i i I don't want to portray that that like oh we're okay to just settle you know um, sure. Or, in the sense that, all right, well, I'm a bad mom. I forgot show and tell. That just is, it is what it is. No, like, that, the, even that phrase, it is what it is, is, a, is, is almost mm. a coping mechanism mm. for my own insecurity. But can I come to a place of freedom through, in and through the healing power of Christ, where I can acknowledge my poverty? acknowledge that there's actually more to do in our house than I have the capacity to do and then be free in the gap to be free in my poverty before the Lord recognizing, yeah, it's going to be messy. You know, I have a, I have a sign on my, um, on my door that uh, leads out to our garage. So I look at it every single day and it's like so perfect because somebody tore off a corner of the the side of it. So it just like looks jagged and, you know, (laughs) janky. And it says, um, Someday our house will be clean and we're going to miss the mess.
0: (laughs) Oh, so true. Can we embrace the
1: mess? Can we embrace the mess in the season that we find ourselves in the place of poverty that we find ourselves? Some days are better than others. Last (laughs) night was not a good night in the Liedem house. Two nights ago, I came down after bedtime and I told my husband, I said, I feel like we crushed that. (laughs) I feel like we were present to our kids. I feel like that was a parenting win. Like, and we got to celebrate those things too. Like when we do things as parents or as a couple that, that deserve celebration. I mean, sometimes I think the most heroic virtue is the reading the books at bedtime when you're Mm. like, I just want you to go to bed.
0: And I've read this book 18 times. And I've read this book
1: 18 times. And I didn't like it the first time. (laughs) No, I hated it the first time. I hate it this time. Heroic (laughs) Virtue is... I will read the book again. You know, sometimes that's what it looks like. And so just to be able to really celebrate or to listen to the story that you've heard over and over again of, you know, your four-year-old kind of stammering, trying to tell you something and you're like, yep, I'm with you. Uh-huh. Okay, spit it out. Yep, I'm still listening. Yep, come on, you can do it, you know. Um, Sometimes (laughs) that's the heroic virtue. So can we be present to those realities and then find, you know, not even find joy, but see joy. Yeah. Like joy is there. It is, it is there. Am I allowing myself to receive it? Am I picking yeah. up the gift that's
0: in front of me? Yeah. Too many times we get entrenched in the day-to-day. Yeah. We all do it. We all yeah. do it. But to take that 10,000-foot view sometimes huge. Like, how important is it really? Huge. That's a question I ask myself a lot. How important is it really?
1: Mm-hmm. In the big
0: scheme of things, is this really that important? Yes. Probably not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I Probably would agree. Not. I would agree. And, and I'm going to speak specifically to mothers in this instance, but I think it's true of fathers as well. Uh, we also need community. We also need rest. We also need healthy food. We also need good sleep. We also need you know. Yeah. Uh, in in some ways, I think culturally we've and I and I've even said this. Like, yeah, I haven't slept in five years. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Because I have little kids. That's actually and it's not like true. A badge of
0: honor. Yeah. You know? And
1: and try and wear it as this badge of honor. No, that's actually objectively not true. Um. I wouldn't be functioning as a human being. I think that neglects the reality of our human person. Yeah. And if you find yourself in a situation where you do really feel like, I have not slept in five years, I am so wrung out, I am, you know, I'm not healthy, I'm not whatever, I'm not convinced that that's virtuous motherhood or virtuous fatherhood. Uh, and that's like, you might get hate mail for this, but... um, I really think we have to honor our humanity in the honoring of our vocation. Um, That means honoring the spousal relationship as a priority. Yes. Before, you know, constantly like responding to all the kids needs and that sort of thing. You need to do that too. But it also means honoring, you know, our own personal reality. So whether that's finding a women's group that brings you life, finding friends that you know if you're at home with littles that you get together with whatever those things are that bring you life that's actually essential to human flourishing it's not just tangential it's essential to human flourishing and we need to prioritize that we need to figure out ways to incorporate it in the day-to-day that you were talking about in the messiness in the busyness that actually becomes part of the the daily life of, of the disciple is community is friendship is a prioritization of vocation
0: and we need to make it more um acceptable and trendy to be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. you know mom and i have that conversation a lot about are we really being kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. why not Mm -hmm. we need to Mm -hmm. because nobody else is going to right you know right so we need to make it more popular that, hey, I got eight hours of sleep last night instead of, hey, I didn't get any sleep last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. celebrate. Yeah. Being good to yourself yeah. needs to become a trend.
1: Yeah. Honor the, honor, honor the virtue of the discipline yeah. of, of human flourishing, of healthy yeah. living. You know, there's a um, this group of young moms are doing a young mother's retreat um, out of St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls. And they've just opened it up to a wider group of people. I think it's like April 27th, something like that. And I just think it's fantastic because they're acknowledging uh, specifically for young mothers that you are in the trenches of raising human beings right now. And, and rest is an essential component of you flourishing and being able to raise those human beings. So we're going to provide you a day of rest. Come, Mm. come and rest. What a joy. Yeah. What a joy. And that's the prioritizing. That's making it like, that's the, you know what I mean? Like holding up. This is exciting. This is a gift to you. This is, take time to do it. It's worth it. It's trendy. It's It's cool. It's okay to
0: do it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, you hear crickets over here, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're I'm not, not a mom. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying a word because my wife would not. She probably would hit me when I. So I'm not going to say a word because I don't know how I was. Yeah, you know I was busy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm sure she did a lot. Mm-hmm. I know she did a lot. Yeah, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and I, husbands need this too. Yeah. I want to be like really clear. My husband needs rest my husband needs retreat my husband needs you know I'm not a big fan of kind of this like oh I'm the you know the mother is always the default parent and whatever no 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 (laughs)
0: like
1: I I know what people say or know what they mean when they say that and I just always kind of gently challenge back because it's usually (laughs) women kind of trying to like gain support around each other and I'm like that I understand what you're saying that's not been my experience and and so if you are like in right now in a season of dating or engagement, man, find a find a spouse that's gonna mutually carry that. And I hope that we as women can also see the needs of our spouse, the needs of our husbands, that they also need rest, they also right. need community. They need respect, they need encouragement. The word that just has like consistently been um, kind of pressing on my heart over the last um, two months or so, just in relation to, to me and my husband is like, how can I be an encourager?
0: to matt love it
1: in the place where he is fatigued he is tired i mean he's he's carrying probably more weight than i am in our in our household most days do i see that do i observe that with gratitude the way in which he's providing for our family and the way that he's leading our girls you know all that well and we're
0: running out of time but i want you to speak just a little bit into the importance of keeping your vocation priority and your vocation is marriage Mm -hmm. so talk about that when you've got young young kids at home how do you keep that your priority
1: yeah yeah you know sometimes people will say things like you know your your husband has to come first and your kids come second um i actually want to challenge that language a little bit in this sense by putting my husband first i'm also putting my kids first so it's not we, we're so like we rank things as yeah. humans, right? Like we Either like or, order,
0: black and white. Relationships
1: yeah. are not that way, and so I want us to kind of take a take a step back from this idea that oh my kids are going to be my kids are going to be second, and I understand what people mean by that, right? Right. But by putting my husband first, I'm actually also prioritizing my children because the greatest gift, the greatest gift that my parents gave me is that they really love each other. Not only do they really love each other, they also really like each other. And I saw them like each other growing up. And that created in me an understanding of this relationship in marriage where there's a mutual respect, there's a mutual love, there's a mutual joy, that they actually discover joy within one another. Huge gift. Huge gift. And so by, you know, prioritizing, if you will, by putting my husband first, by putting our marriage first... I'm giving the girls the greatest gift that I could have ever that I could ever give them amen and when that's disordered much of the time when we see that parents we sometimes we want to hide behind our kids oh like sometimes our kids provide a buffer for us right like a good example is in social circumstances right or we can feel nervous or like what do I do here or whatever parents with young kids are like well my kids become my buffer because you know they'll yeah. go play with mm. people and whatever. That can also happen in in older kids that are really successful in the football field or whatever. We want to hide behind them because it's more comfortable. Okay, that's that's a a disordered prioritization of our children.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Emily, such a joy to have you on. Next time I'm just going to have you for the full two hours. How about that? Bring it on! I would
1: love to be here. I'd love to be here.
0: Such a joy to have you here, especially on Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. It's been wonderful. Yeah, our show's already over, Doug. Yeah, I can't believe it. I know we have to we have to run. But uh, Emily, any last thoughts before we let you go?
1: Thank you for having me. Would love people to continue to check out the Lord's Center, thelordcenter.com. Lords, like Our Lady of Lords, mm-hmm. uh, is how you can find us. Great and we'd programs love to going on. To serve the
0: diocese yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. check it out see what programs and retreats and great things that they have going on you've, you've always got something cooking always something cooking mm-hmm. that's for sure <laughs> that is for sure all right folks well thank you for joining us yes. today for real presence live i'm heather Carroll i'm doug weingart and we're your hosts and if you missed any of today's great topics you can always check them out at realpresenceradio.com or you can go to any podcast uh, site where you get your podcasts And thank you, God bless, have a great lunch!